welcome to the Light Pod, brought to you by LightEye, a hub for ideas, education, and a little bit of entertainment when it comes to architectural lighting. I'm your host, Sam Corbel, and today we're at Enlighten Americas in Palm Springs, an annual conference put on by the IALD to catch up with a few notable individuals in the industry. This is the first of a few podcasts we're going to record, and right now we're sitting down with Ben Cantu. You might know Ben by his name, but you also might know him by how he looks. His killer fashion sense and style with eyeglasses, shirts, and shoes that always seem to match. He's been in this industry for over 30 years, and currently he's a regional sales manager at Luminworks. Ben, welcome to the podcast. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be among so many lighting nerds. I checked Wikipedia. The page for Palm Springs has been updated to the lighting capital of North America until Sunday. Good to know. Everybody's here. Everybody's coming in. It's going to be a lot of fun. What's the energy like for you? I know you've already gotten a chance to maybe bump into a few people. Yeah. As soon as I got to the airport, it started. So ran into a few people that I knew at the airport. We shared a lift over to the hotel and the venue and had a impromptu lunch that um, has already kicked off all the fun. I think it's great what the ILD does, right? They create this organization, put on this big event once a year, and it brings so many people together. And I feel like it energizes our community. It reminds us why we do what we do and how much we love what we do to turn around and go bang down the doors of architecture and design and say, hey, lighting matters. That's it. That's it. But today I want to talk about something that might not exactly relate to lighting. Rather, it just relates to the entity of a brand and a company to an individual and your own individual brand and company. But before we dive into that, do me one favor. Tell everybody, who's Ben and how'd you get your start in lighting? So um, Ben can too, yeah. Studied architecture and very early on knew that my love of furniture design and luminaire design was really what I wanted to pursue. And even though I went to Texas A&M University and they didn't have an industrial design program, I think after studying architecture, I realized that's really what I want to do. I want to design light fixtures. I want to design luminaires. And I think that's it, it started really early on and I was kind of fascinated by objects. And I think that's really what pushed me to ultimately say, hey, I think I want to work with light fixtures. When you think about objects and light fixtures, there's something special there, right? There's a form and then there's an element that you either push through it, around it, at it. When did it become apparent to you that that's kind of two separate mediums, but you got to work with them together? Probably early in my design studios when we were, at least when we were tasked to do very specific details in architecture. I think that's where I found sort of found my niche and I was like, okay, I knew that I didn't want to practice architecture, but I wanted to do something that was parallel to it. And realizing um, that lighting was such a critical part of architecture. And I think that's really what sort of launched my interest into it. So you've got a design edge and you've got this passion to understand these relationships and create these forms and and elements. Every designer has their own style. You have a style that's maybe on pen and paper, but you also have this style and this image and and this way that you carry yourself. You're a stylistic kind of guy. (laughs) Talk to me a little bit about where you feel like your stylistic inspiration comes from across the board. 
I think it started when I started to wear glasses. My first pair of glasses was in the sixth grade. And at that time, it wasn't cool to wear glasses. I think um, way back then, <laughs> you weren't cool if you wore glasses. And I think I, I immediately said to myself, if I'm gonna wear them, I'm gonna own them and put it out there. And as a kid, even as a young kid, wearing Varnay sunglasses as my prescription glasses was over the top. Most people didn't understand it. Most people didn't even know what Varnay sunglasses were. I still don't. <laughs> my point. <laughs> so um, they were actually a, a ski sport glasses. So if you were, you know, if you were a big skier, they were one of the first prescription, not so much prescription, but they were, you know, part of that ski community. And I liked them because they had a graduated lens. So it had a, a very clear lens at the bottom and then it just graduated and got darker as it as you went to the to the top of the lens. And I just thought that was really cool. I was like, if I'm gonna have to wear glasses every day, I want them to make a statement. And I owned it. So I that that kind of became my thing. And through middle school, through high school, even through you know, through university, I always had different pairs of glasses and that just it just kind of stuck. So that was one of the things things that really, um, that I just, you know, I, again, I just kind of said, I, if I'm going to wear them, I'm going to, I'm going to make it my thing. It's interesting. You had something that came at you and you said, well, this isn't mainstream or cool, so to speak, or normal, but I'm going to make it that way. I'm going to own this. I'm going to do it. And there's an element of confidence behind that whether that fashion sense style or glasses that you bought were going to be cool. Somebody else could have done it, but not been confident about it. Talk to me a little bit about how confidence comes into choosing to do something stylistic but also owning it. It took me a while to own it. I had multiple co-workers who just didn't understand it and one of the comments was if you're going to do it you may as well just own it and that was pretty late and not so much in my career but it took me a while to actually own it and now I just you know it's just who I am and it's 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 a fun there's a fun element to it that the confidence I think just comes through as that's just who I am now and I've built on it and it's been a part of my career. It's um, a part of my brand, my personal brand. And I think that's something that we are starting to see more of, that we need to see more of, is people just, you know, being who they are, whether it's, you know, from a diversity standpoint or just owning who they actually are and putting that into their daily approach to their, um, you know, whatever it is that they're going to do, whether it's in lighting or not. I think you bring up a really good point. You have to own who you are no matter the way you look, whether that's the way you're born, the way you choose to look, whatever it is, right? We all have kind of an opportunity to build our own image every day. Trends move and change so fast. What's cool, what's hip from a fashion standpoint, holy smokes, right? I can't keep up anymore. I think we're going back to the 90s right now is what's going on if I'm, <laughs> if I'm paying attention. But just from a humanity standpoint of who people are and what they believe and what they're comfortable in and how they identify and everything else, it's something that there's a lot of encouragement around to own. When I look at your career, you've worked at Lucifer, Fiberstars, Lumiscape, Hess, Optiloom, Luxbox, and now Luminworks. None of these brands are one and the same at all, but you have your own personal brand that you've learned how to own and bring confidently into those. Talk to me a little bit about what it means to have two brands sort of coexist under each other in your world, in the world of lighting and manufacturing and sales. For me, at least, it was effortless because all of the companies that you mentioned were accepting of who I was. 
and didn't try to suppress it and didn't try to say, hey, you need to conform to who we are. And I think they all understood that that was sort of a statement of the company itself and saying, hey, this guy, he wears crazy glasses, crazy shoes, but you know, he still gets the job done and he does it with passion. And that's, I think, what really comes through is I'm passionate about my shoes and my glasses and people get that. And if it's a connection that they make, then if I'm sitting in front of 20 people and I see somebody wearing a pair of shoes that I recognize and I call them out on it, it's it's great. It's an instant connection. It's game on. And it's That's it. <laughs> hey, I have a pair of those in my closet. There you too. go. <laughs> yeah. So I think it takes it to another level of connection, you know, because if you pull another common, some other common denominator, you know, maybe it's a dog or maybe it's uh, the type of car somebody drives and if you can relate to that you've got a connection and I've I've been very very lucky to work with companies and for companies that said hey we're just gonna let him be him and we will benefit from that because if somebody says oh yeah you know that's that's the guy from Lumenworks they'll remember that and they'll say hey maybe we're not the first that they'll think of when they're looking at a project but we might be the second or third because they remembered oh the guy with the glasses <laughs> so. you know you said something that's really important people let you be you because they realize you're passionate about it. Every brand is passionate about who they are. In the lowest common denominator, while you referenced earlier, maybe, oh, we both like shoes or we both like dogs. I would argue it's even more simple than that. It's passion. You have an ability to be passionate about your image and your brand that you create to the extent that it's become such a part of you that you can't help but be who you are. And when you're in a business, representing something or someone or some product or some company, that brand is naturally passionate about what it creates. And there's an alignment across just passion as simple as that. It's incredible to me how trends come and go so fast. You can either get ahead quickly with a, an interesting competitive edge or you can align your core common values and you can trust that that will take you where you need to go. Yeah. You've worked for all these different companies. They've supported you. They've given you this opportunity to say, we're passionate about this, you're passionate about that. And we're also passionate about one thing which we have in common, which is lighting, which is forms. And then you get to turn around and go be yourself and bring that opportunity along with them. When you reflect on your career as it's uh, approaching 31 years now, congratulations. Give me a couple instances of where you feel like by having those aligned values with, you know, your own personal brand and the professional brand, it really just sparked. It was awesome. And like, you're like, heck yeah, I'm going to do this again tomorrow. For me, it's just, I wake up every day and I get to do what I love to do, which is be part of a design process, work with people who have similar interests, and just, I, I absolutely love what I do. Even with the extensive travel, because we all know that you know sales managers travel quite a bit. I love to travel. And I think that's one of the things that I, I've been very, very fortunate to incorporate that into my daily life. And if you look at it that, oh, you know, I've got to travel tomorrow, you're not going to be happy in it. And I think for me, people realize that I'm happy and I'm, I love what I do. You know, if I walk into a room and there's a, a room full of Debbie Downers, then hopefully I can pick them up a little bit, whether it's with a new product that we're putting out or, you know, my crazy shoes, <laughs> that I, I get a smile out of them or I get a, you know, a little wink or something and says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I made their day a little better. I showed them a product or I showed them whatever it was that gave them a little bit of a lift that day. That's a win. If I can go in and, you know, share that and empower somebody or at least pass 
pass that on. For me, that's a total win. Whether it's the product or whether it's Ben, you're bringing something that you have a passion about that hopefully the other side of the table does too. Sometimes it can be as simple as what you're wearing. Sometimes it can be as simple as what they see. Sometimes it can be as simple as the fact that someone shows up and says, hey, I got dressed to look like this today because I am excited to see you. So let's get excited with each other. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive in to branding just a little bit more and what it means to not only create that personal connection with the person across the table, but then let that stand for something even when you're not in the room. Sound good? Sounds good. Hey, it's Sam. The Light Pod is brought to you by LightEye, a hub for ideas, education, and a little bit of entertainment when it comes to architectural lighting. They make things like documentaries, short, informative, educational two-minute videos, and of course, bring you this podcast, The Light Pod. Check them out at lytei.com. And welcome back. Over the break, Ben and I were catching up just a little bit more about that personal brand and how it relates back to many things. But another lowest common denominator around personal brand, professional brand, and when two things come together is culture. Culture is a big piece of not only who you are, but what will continue to shape who you become. Ben, you've worked at seven different businesses over the course of your career. You've learned a lot from a lot of them. You've also evolved as a human and become even more of who Ben is today sitting here today and in three years when someone listens to this you'll be ben plus three right (laughs) uh which means you'll officially be 27 congratulations yeah talk to me a little bit more about that culture the culture of you and your own self-identity and then how that relates to your journey and where you've been i think culture is such a major variable in not just your happiness but you know how successful you're going to be in that environment and having worked for multiple companies they all had their own individual culture and you have to learn that either you're going to adapt to that culture and accept it or move on. And I think now people are quick to say, hey, yeah, this is not for me or this is not the right culture for me. And I'm going to try something else. But I think I've been very, very fortunate, as I said previously, that all of the companies that I've worked with, great culture, great environment, and I've learned from those. I've learned different things from each one. And each one was a building block. So I was able to learn from the very first company that I worked for and then take that foundation and carry it over to the next company. And with my resume and with the companies that I've worked for, they're all different products and different brands. So I was able to actually come in and sort of create my own interpretation of that brand. And I think that's where I've been successful in those companies and being able to represent those companies. When you look at your ability to be successful, You're translating what you're a part of into your own version of the story, yet it is remaining consistent because there is that culture there. Talk to me about the consistency factor of it or maybe the Venn diagram effect of how you find that overlap and where it's appropriate to make sure that you're in that overlapping zone and where it's okay to maybe be a little bit different. For me, it was my biggest challenge was product knowledge and making sure that I was extremely confident and continue to be confident in being able to share a product with someone and putting my own spin on that. So uh, I would take a a product and say, okay, I'm going to present this type of product. 
but I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to do it in the Ben way and try to share that and hopefully engage people. And we've all sat in a room where you see your audience slipping away. And again, I think the biggest success stories that I've had is finding that common denominator and saying, okay, this is where I, you know, if it's an architectural audience, this is where I think I can throw in my love of Louis Kahn and say, okay, you know, I might grab one or two other people that have been to the Kimball Museum and know how amazing that space is. And again, make a connection. But for me, I think it's always been carrying that confidence and owning, whether it's the brand uh, or the type of product, or if it's the brand of Ben Cantu, and making sure that I'm coming across as strong and as, as confident that I can be. The overlap in the Venn diagram is the knowledge base, is the understanding of what you're there to discuss. But the language you're speaking, the way you look, the way you talk, the way you approach that conversation is up to you to read the room, to engage those human beings. I'd be lying if I didn't say the lighting industry, the construction industry is built on relationships. It's all about a trust factor, being able to have somebody help you understand what's going on. Because frankly, this stuff is freaking complicated. Lighting is complicated. Building a building is complicated. When you look at the requirements around all the standards, the codes that are coming out, things are getting extremely technical, things are getting complicated, and there's a lot of responsibility. You speak about that product and, and having that knowledge. A product can be anything, right? It can be a service. It can be something physical. It can be a means of vehicle and an IT infrastructure. There's so many things, but they have to have that personality that attaches to it, especially in our industry. When you look at you, your brand and your personality, are there any moments that you reflect on that you really feel like you learned from? that helped you further shape that. I mean, I go back to when you started wearing the cool glasses and somebody said, well, you gotta own it. You know, how many more of those have there been in your 30 year career? Some of the standout moments is when I just sit back and try to learn from others and say, okay, you know, maybe I don't know the most about controls and just sit there and, and really try to listen and learn and not go in thinking, I know everything. Or even if it's my own product and the product that I'm promoting at that point, I don't know everything. And if I try to portray that I know everything, I think I lose my audience. And I think that's where a lot of people in my position go in and try to be everything to everyone. And you simply can't be. So sitting down with lighting designers and architects and learning through their lens and through their optics has been the continuing education for me. And I look back at all the companies that I've worked for and such diverse products that to say I'm well-rounded is sort of cliche-ish, but I've gone from exterior product to very focused retail product to now having a palette of products that is just across the board. I can speak on all of those. And I think that was each company that I was at was a building block. And I learned as much as I could from each one. And then I realized, okay, for my personal growth, probably need to learn more. And I think if we just approach it as you continue to learn and you continue to grow, I think we've become more successful. To your point, whether you're working within that Venn diagram or outside of it, the opportunity for branding continues forward. It's all about your brand. Branding is the first most basic function 
of creating an identity and from the foundation of identity comes all the we'll just call tentacles of that identity right there's so many things how you look how you talk how you walk how you speak every physical product has a persona every group of professionals has a persona there's brands behind everything you are your own brand today but you also become part of the lighting design community and in our brand you become a part of all these different manufacturers and their brands and at the end of the day you find that way to let every single one of them maintain their independence and say i don't need to be a part of that part of the brand how do you do that how do you find comfort in all of that I've always approached it as personal growth and personal knowledge, where I think that translates over to the professional side. If I continue to grow and learn you know, about a product that or a brand that I don't know, and I become versed in it, I think it elevates me. It makes me happier. What brands do you look at outside of lighting that you feel like influence you in what you create? Brands or segments of business. Let's go with both. Okay. Let's Um, go segments of business first. I love everything and anything design. If it's fashion, if it's architecture, if it's interiors, uh, if it's graphic, fortunately magazines are seem to be a thing of the past. But uh, you know, I still scan the mag when I fly every week. So I I still scan all the magazines because if there's a magazine that I've never seen or has a really cool cover, it grabs my eye. And I'll grab it and I'll still, you know, I'll still purchase a magazine every now and then. But I think everything about design, I'm interested. And again, it's something that makes me really happy. If I can include that as much as I can in the daily part of my life, then it motivates me. And it just, my passion just comes through. Being able to learn from those things that you are inspired by. It's great. Finding that inspiration might not always be the easiest thing. For you, you love design and you can find design in anything that you look at. There's so much that comes together to develop that inspiration. There's so much that comes together to therefore bring your brand forward. And then finally, you're at a point where you decide, this is it, this is how I wanna grow. This is how I want to assimilate, and yet this is also how I'll remain who I am. You see companies do it every day. When you look at the future of our industry, we are very much a traditional industry. We've been somewhat of a copycat of each other, but technology has wiped through us over the last 10 to 15 years, and a lot of new people have also entered our industry. What do you see for our industry moving forward as it relates to a more diverse set of brands, a bigger Venn diagram? I think one of the biggest common denominators is going to be technology and we need to embrace technology. We absolutely need to understand that technology, how we're going to apply that technology. I think we all know what's going on in the world and I think we all need to be thinking about sustainability and we all need to be thinking about circular economies and I don't think a lot of manufacturers are on that page yet. There are a few that are definitely doing their part. But I think as a whole, the industry really needs to step up and start saying, okay, you know, we need to do our part, whether it's how we recycle or how we source our components, whatever it might be. I think the industry as a whole really needs to start doing more. I don't know what the catalyst is going to be for that. I think people will do it, whether they're motivated to do it to sell more product or if they're doing it because of their consciousness and what's going on in the world. I mean, if we take what you said earlier, that's a part of everybody's brand. It's the lowest common denominator, and that comes from being inspired. And I think if people can sit back and understand what's going on with global warming, 
and be inspired to say we have one chance, we could do a lot with that. There are new avenues. There's going to be more avenues to for manufacturers to take to, to say, hey, how are we going to be a part of this movement? There's information that's already available. And I think, you know, as more manufacturers get involved with it, I think we need to challenge each other and say, hey, and not, not from a sales standpoint, but just from a global perspective and saying we need to be a part of this movement and i think that's going to be one of the biggest things that we start to see from manufacturers is how are we going to participate in that and what is our contribution going to be to that this is something that matters to you yeah right it matters to me it matters to a lot of people out there this is a a good instance of taking a personal brand a personal passion and trying to inject it into the Venn diagram. Often the bigger eats the smaller, in this instance the smaller is really kind of trying to eat the bigger. Except we're not really eating, we're just trying to join together. When you look at you uh, and Lumen Works and where you're at today, what are you guys doing to continue to take these personal brands and these professional brands and put them together and tackle things like sustainability? We have such a diverse team on our side and I think that's one of the best, at least that's one of the best ways to start is you know, everybody has their own personality and everybody's put their own spin on their approach to it. My personal take is I've jumped into the life cycle assessment program, um, which is a very young initiative, but it's to, um, it's definitely one where Lumen, I think LumenWorks will benefit to understand what the industry is looking for manufacturers to be a part of and how to be a part of that. And Almost immediately, LumenWorks said, absolutely, we're going to be a part of this. And again, it was a personal initiative that I said, I went to LumenWorks and said, hey, we need to look at this. And everybody looked at it. They weighed in and they said, yeah, that's something we want to be a part of. And I think even if it's a personal passion, you need to take the opportunity and take, maybe it's a risk and say, hey, this is something that I am very passionate about and try to empower someone else with that or try to pass that passion on to someone else so that whatever brand it is or whatever company it is will benefit from it even if it's somebody's own personal motivation and their own personal movement to hear that and say yes we're we're going to be a part of that i think that's that's critical i think it's people just need to get out there and start sharing more of that and i think what's so cool is lumen works can do that and that can translate to ben and then the fact that you got cool shoes on and you're talking to somebody that doesn't give a shit about lighting but loves cool shoes can talk to you and then you can create that cyclical story brands are everything it's what people assimilate to and it all starts from inspiration ben thank you so much for this conversation happy to be here and if anybody wants to get in touch with you what's the best way they can get a hold of you easiest way is probably email so ben c at lumenworks.com ben c at lumenworks.com you know how to open up your email you can find ben ben thanks so much absolutely thanks for having me talk to you soon Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Light Pod. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and click that like, follow, or subscribe button. That's the best way to never miss another episode where we talk to people about all things lighting who have inspirational and thought-provoking conversations to share. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.